Hey guys, welcome to Life Kitchen. Uh, this is a podcast about finding purpose and meaning while dealing with some of life's biggest struggles. Uh, I am Jason Lowe. I'm a musician, a graphic designer, ex-pastor, father of four daughters who has struggled with severe anxiety and depression for the last six years or so. Um, if you are going through like some kind of midlife crisis and you need to find your way, this is the podcast for you. Uh, we're going to talk about quite a wide range of topics, including how to find purpose in your life, awakening your true potential, um, practical approaches to improving yourself, and a lot more. Uh, we're going to feature interviews with people who will bring value to your life, and uh, I'm just so excited that you have checked us out today. Uh, join us in the kitchen as we welcome to the podcast none other than, there's two of them today, I have two guests for you, bringing double the value... <laughs> On the second episode, here we go. Seth Creekmore and Sam Brown. Give it up, guys. Say hello. Hello. This is Seth. Hey, Sam Brown here. That's so awesome. You guys have been on the radio before or something, haven't you? That's very, that's very uh, professional of you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And we're live from Studio Delta. <laughs> <laughs> we all feel like we have radio voices. We're sitting around... <laughs> Sipping scotch. It's the scotch. Yes, yeah. yes. So, uh, what we're here to do is try to uh, help you improve your life. So, if you are checking out this podcast, um, we're not going to waste your time much longer with our with our jabber. Let's get right to it, Seth. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm mostly going to interview Seth because I have questions for him. Sam is a great friend of ours, and he is here to add any any stinking comment that he wants to add because we <laughs> love Sam and. There's nothing else that needs to be said. Wow. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. You're yeah. welcome. We love you. I love you. I would kiss you right now if I were any closer. <laughs> it's a good thing I'm not. <laughs> Moving forward. <laughs> All right. All right. So, uh, Seth, can you just, um, I'll, maybe I should just kind of talk a little bit about how we met. Yeah. Um, I used to be a worship pastor in a local uh, church, and um, Seth is a local musician, and that's how we kind of got connected. I needed... Uh, a guitar player to help me on a weekend, and uh, my pastor said you should call this guy. And I think for pretty much from the from day one, we just started talking about weird stuff, <laughs> and yeah, it yeah. hasn't stopped. We always talk about weird stuff anytime we're together. And um, just a bit of advice for you guys: if you don't have someone in your life that you can talk about weird shit with, <laughs> you need to get somebody because. Uh, honestly, that's how I've that's how I've changed so much in my life. That's mm. how I've become who I am, because um, I've had people to bounce it off of, like you guys. So, um, can you just give us a little bit about your story, your history, who you are, mm. and kind of give us give us some Seth? <laughs> okay, so uh, I grew up in Goshen, Indiana, basically, um, this is where I'm currently residing, as well. Um, and man, I grew up, grew up in a conservative Christian household, and um, always was the I don't know, just the, the creative type, uh, the imaginative type, um, and uh, just always, always asking questions, always curious about things. And um, long story short, I was homeschooled, so that I mean that should give you an idea of my upbringing. Um, but 
let's was see. it because you had like the the super creative parents that wanted you to be free from the educational system, or was it because they just <laughs> wanted to clamp down on you? Like, how, what was that? I I f- it was probably a mixture of both, but probably more the latter of uh, we don't trust the public school system to teach you mm-hmm. what is right and true. So as much as I love, I mean, learn great experiences as a homeschooler, wouldn't be near the musician and, and near the, uh, I guess, entrepreneur outside of that because it taught me how to um, be self-motivated. And if I want something, then I go get it and I learn, and I learn about it and I, and I do it. Um, so there's that. I, uh, started playing, uh, started playing piano when I was in third grade, something like that. Um, did that for about eight, 10 years, classical, and, uh, then started playing guitar. Um, and that's, that's when like music really started becoming something that I, I loved and I could, I could, um, speak through. I was like a super quiet kid. Um, well, you, when you say speak through, you mean speak to girls, because that's, I, that's I had, pretty much why I play. <laughs> that's pretty much why I still play <laughs> to speak to my wife. Oh well, I I haven't had that experience yet. So yeah. uh, <laughs> someday you will. All you there. single ladies out there, yeah. Uh, Seth Creek. No, no, that's that's not. Um, He's quite a catch. <laughs> what Seth? What quite a catch. Uh, um, so yeah, music, um, I was a super, super, super quiet kid. Um, and music just became a part of, um, I considered myself bad with words. So music became a language that I felt like I could speak more. Um, I could speak more better Yeah. <laughs> to use proper English. Um, but, uh, yeah, so went to, um, did some gen eds at a college and then went to Dominican for a month or two. Um, then I went to music college for, uh, two semesters and made it back here. Um, well, I ran out of money, so I didn't go back to music college. And then I realized that was probably a smart choice. Mm-hmm. Um, so debt free and they don't have a useless degree. Um, Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, moving forward, uh, had some crazy experiences along the way and I'm just trying to make beautiful things and bring them into the world. But then all of a sudden you watch this video that Seth sends you in a text and read, just, just tell everybody what you feel, what you feel (laughs) like you, you see. I don't know what this is. I have no idea what I'm watching right now. So it's some man. Trampling through it's <laughs> Seth. Seth without a shirt on, trampling through the snow, coming out of the woods like some kind of barbarian. Yes, yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's Seth. funny. Yeah. Full beard and all. That's Seth. Uh, man. That is, I, I do enjoy a good cold dip every once in a while. Did you do any Wim Hofs before that? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, Seth is the one that introduced me to the Wim Hof breathing method. And uh, actually, that's on my list of things to talk about. Do you want to talk about as well? It's a good segue. Yeah, that's great. Um, So we on Live Kitchen want to talk about um, ways to improve yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Practical ways, things that everybody can do. Um, Not everybody can get up and go walk 10 miles or go jog or whatever. Not everybody can go get out in the woods 
So I think for me, the Wim Hof breathing method has been crazy effective. Mm-hmm. Um, it gives me the, the most focused, just sense of calm that mm-hmm. I've ever had. Um, so can you talk a little bit about that, sure. how you how you found it and all that? Yes, I, I think I just ran across it. Um, first, I, I do remember seeing uh, like a YouTube documentary on Wim Hof. Um, I think Vice Vice did a documentary on him. Yeah, for those of you who don't know who Wim Hof is, he's an actual guy. He's a is he Norwegian or something like that? He's Dutch, Dutch or something. So I don't I know. He's what... from Norway. He's crazy. That's all I can say. He yeah, is crazy. He's crazy. He's the guy. He he owns what eighty something, maybe not. I'm making up a number, a large <laughs> number of uh, Guinness Book of World Record records. Oh, oh he. Yeah, something a like that. A large number of yeah, them yeah, yeah. for doing like crazy ice competitions mm-hmm. and cold, you know, cold immersion and yeah. So like he he ran, I think it was a half marathon above the Arctic Arctic Circle line mm-hmm. barefoot. Wow. Um, he swam like fifty meters under the ice. He he just yeah, some crazy crazy ass shit. Yeah, and. Uh, and the dude, like, at first you're like, okay, what's well, something's something's fishy, but then you listen to him talk, and you're like, this guy gets it. Yeah, he does. Absolutely. This guy gets it. So, yeah, so I I ran across Wim, um, just, he was called the Iceman, and it's like, okay, that's cool. And then, then I started listening to more podcasts and stuff like that, and um, really into health and fitness and, and wellness, and um, came across the breathing technique and an interview with Wim. And, uh, I, I tried the, the breath, the, the breathing technique. Um, and I was just blown away at how I felt. And, um, and then I started like diving more into the science of it all. And, uh, and it's just crazy the things that he is able to do and the the new ways that we're able to tap into our body and um, scientists and doctors are just their their paradigms are being blown yeah. through this guy. So it's pretty great. Um, so basically, the technique um, is you take uh, thirty massive breaths, so like from your from your stomach into your chest and into your head. Um, 30 of those and then on the last breath you take a deep breath in then out and hold and you're so you're holding your breath on the out breath um which is feels crazy but um then you realize i don't have the need to breathe and that's mm-hmm. really cool um there's that's that's like the, the sense of calm yeah um this intense peace and um so yeah, then you, you hold until you start feeling uncomfortable and then you take a deep breath in and then you kind of push with your stomach, push that blood into your head um, and that releases um, that releases some feel-good hormones and mm-hmm. stuff. I won't nerd out too much on the science, but um, it resets your nervous system. It's really good for your immune system. Um, it, it releases serotonin, dopamine... Um, and DMT, which is found in lots of psychoactive drugs. Um, and, uh, yeah, just really, really good for you in a lot of different ways. Yeah. I know it was really good for me. The first time that I did it, 
Um, I've always been pretty good at holding my breath. Mm-hmm. And the first time I did it, uh, I, he recommends that you go through three cycles of it. Huh. By the third cycle, my retention was, I hit three minutes. On the out breath, yeah. Yeah. I held my breath no for three minutes. Three minutes. That's without insane. even feeling like I needed to breathe. Yeah. That's crazy. And I wouldn't have thought that it would have been that long had I not had a timer. Mm-hmm. Like he's got a, he's got an app that you can time it. And so I hit it and looked, the next time I looked, it was three minutes when I had to breathe in. The first time I did it, it was like you lose track of time. Yeah. It's so weird. It's, yeah, it's definitely. It's the easiest way to get into a calm Mm-hmm. meditative state if you meditate um man like no better way to go to sleep at night mm-hmm. um i've started doing on them on my uh on my lunch break mm. um I, you would think that it would make me sleepy the rest of the day but it really like oh, it gives no. you a lot of energy it does yeah because you're pushing all of that oxygen into your into your bloodstream into your mm-hmm. head and that was serotonin and dopamine and stuff like dude yeah. no yeah 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 sense. Especially like, all the DMT. You just we, hallucinate the rest of the day. <laughs> okay. We breathe, not, not quite. We breathe um, like the average person just reads normally the, all day, and that's what keeps us alive, right? Like you, you breathe, and you don't even think about it, but mm-hmm. when you are conscious about it, I remember that one time I did that. I did, Seth does, and I don't know if I'm getting into something that I shouldn't talk about, but <laughs> he does these awesome listening parties where he, he's an artist, obviously, um, as was said uh, before, and... He brings people in, and it's not just about the music; it's about the experience. And he he talks about he does this breathing exercise um, to get people like focused. And and I was like, all right, okay, whatever, sure, I'll do it. And I did it, and like, I thought I was gonna pass out, but yeah. after I got past that stage, I was like, wow, this is like I'm very alert. You know, you're bringing mm-hmm. more oxygen mm-hmm. into your brain <clears throat> that you haven't experienced in a while, mm-hmm. um, and it it felt awesome. And I was like, man, this is. This is just yeah. awesome. This is great. Do you get do you get like the tingly vibrations on the third round? I have gotten yeah. full body vibrations on the third round. <laughs> that nice. I've gotten I get head vibrations on the first round uh-huh. every time now. Uh-huh. Uh that's that's one of the crazy parts about it. Like you want you almost want anything like this to have an immediate response mm-hmm. because otherwise, oh I'm just this is just breathing. I do yeah. this all day. Like but no, when you feel it like that, when you feel your whole body start vibrating, oh gosh, it freaks me out for a little <laughs> bit, and it feels like my muscles are tightening. Yeah, but then, but then everything like just relax and you drift away into yeah. bliss. But anyways, yeah, well, yeah, I, I highly recommend the Wim Hof breathing method, and yeah. I would love to meet Wim someday. Like he's definitely he's a cool guy. Um, if you get a chance to check him out, you guys really should. He's all over the internet right now. He's got a free app that you can download. And I think it's just Wim Hof Breathing Method. You'll yeah, find it. Yeah, something like that, yeah. W-I-M-H-O-F. Yes. Wim yes. Hof. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, I mean, we were speaking about how boring my life story was, but we can yeah. move on from that. Okay, so <laughs> back to what we were talking about. <laughs> Your life story, when you tell it like that, seems really boring. Mm-hmm. Um, but... You don't you don't get to a mindset like you have by living a boring life. You've no. not you've not always done boring things, and I would think that your life is pretty interesting. Interesting. So like, <laughs> I mean, you're you're the most hipster guy I know. So there's that. Well, you're living in Goshen, Indiana. So. Yeah, but I I know a lot of people. Okay. 
I, this ain't the only place I hmm. lived in my yeah. life. All right. Like some of us. Shut up. Who shall remain nameless? <laughs> it's me. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, Sam Brown here. Um, well, New Paris, so Indiana, I, represent. If I, may, if I may defend myself. Um, the <laughs> What's up? <laughs> the... Uh, I, that was like a, a 50,000 foot flyover mm-hmm. because every, I mean, I'll, every part of my life has emotional and intricate details and philosophical whatevers that we don't want to do a 12 hour podcast. So, sure. um, I guess I need, maybe I need more specific <laughs> questions. Most of my excitement don't, goes on in my brain. So I don't mean, I don't say that to feel, to make you feel bad. I say it to be like. How do you how do you come to the the mindset that you have now? Like what what is it that drove? Because most people that would if they would explain that's how I grew up. I've always lived you know around this mm-hmm. area. Because let's face it, in Indiana, man, it's a lot of cornfields, mm-hmm. and the Elkhart County Fair is the biggest shit that goes down. <laughs> like the whole Dude, town is big. Come on, the town shuts down. And it's, I will say... Lemon shakeups, bro. Lemon shakeups. It, <laughs> it was the number one county fair this past year. Yeah, okay? I mean, hello. In the nation. But how do you, how do you wake up to, to a reality that you, that mm. you have out Got of it. this? Got it. So why am I still here? Well, yeah. Why are you still here? And, and, and yeah, how, how do did, you go from here? Okay. So I guess... How do you um, find... How, Frame it this way. How do you find purpose in what you do now and and in this atmosphere? Mm -hmm. Sure. That's probably a good way to ask it. I mean, I don't necessarily consider... uh, I understand why some people, like, move to Nashville or move to L.A. or move to wherever. To me, like, the place doesn't define who I am and and what I'm passionate about. I can be passionate about anything anywhere yeah and especially with the age of the internet like i i mean i'm doing what i love now um not to scale no but um (laughs) it's definitely a very distractionless environment like i get up i don't necessarily have tons of crazy cool things to go do like i just come to the studio and work or i go to a coffee shop and work and and work becomes my play in some regards, um, but I guess what keeps me going um, is, I guess, man, everything is just so connected. It's hard for me to pinpoint everything. But mm-hmm. um, so my dad is an intellectual, um, and taught me. Um, like a ton about the Bible and stuff like that. And I was like, and I guess I still am to a certain level, still really interested in how that all works. Um, and um, so, and then had some experiences. I went to China for three months and I went to Europe for a month and see like paradigm shifting and just meeting a bunch of really cool people that are really smart and I've always been a like constantly analyzing my my emotions and my thoughts and um do you feel like your does your does your art like directly 
come from a passion that you have or is your art your passion? Like, mm. do you just create because you have to create or are you trying to say something? So it's only been in like the past two years, like I recorded an EP and um, the the process um, of recording that EP was incredibly more difficult than I imagined. And not from a technical standpoint, it was quote unquote simple. Um, but sitting down and writing songs, like writing lyrics is not my strong suit. Like I don't do that fast. Mm -hmm. I don't have ideas that fast. Music is another thing. I can crank that out. Um, but look, sitting down, writing songs, searching through my feelings and my emotions and my thoughts and finding just the right word with just the right cadence and just the right this and just the right that. And, and then being confronted with self-sabotaging, um, my, my efforts to, to record, to write, um, just because I didn't really believe I could write good shit. Um, and so then through that process, finding like is is a searching the whole time of like what am i doing why am i doing this like i need to create i know i need i'm supposed to be doing this whole music thing because that's the only thing i at the time i felt i was good at mm -hmm. and that i could do anything with um and it just when i accomplished that ep well like the final last day of recording um it's kind of cool like i needed one more song and I kind of just wrote it on the spot, very ironically, um, and it's one of the, like one of my favorite songs. Yeah. Um, not lyrically dense at all. Like it's very like surface level, but musically just encapsulated the simplicity of just moving forward and and doing what what you're supposed to do. And um, and then once once that was done um, and started processing through. Um, like taking a step back and observing the whole spectrum of of the songs, I started moving into like so I don't want to I don't want to just sell music I just I don't want to just be another singer songwriter that's releasing an album hey yeah. listen to myself and just begging people it's like this like I've always been like there's surely another way of thinking about this surely yeah. there's another way to approach this. That hasn't been done. Yes. Are you like the music industry as a whole? You mean like is there the way to do this? Yeah, like yeah. other than like get it on the radio, get your Instagram posts, get your marketing, blah 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 blah. I hate marketing. Yeah. Um. That's that's not why what I do. It's not why I do what I do. Yeah. Is is to sell stuff. Um, and then it is it is to, it is to help people. Mm -hmm. Um. Uh, so gonna do a rabbit trail, but it's gonna come back. Sure. Um, we love we love rabbits. <laughs> rabbits are great. Um, so perhaps this is totally normal, and perhaps this is unique to me. But I can <laughs> I consistently um, uh, we're we're cheering. Cheers. Lovely scotch. Yes. <laughs> Arbeg. Um, 10 years. Indeed. Um, so <laughs> I have conversation conversations with real and imaginary people in my head all the time. Mm -hmm. 
and they're long, drawn-out conversations. And one morning, I was, like, kind of just waking up, and I was having a conversation in my head um, with this person, and they were getting upset because I wasn't uh, because I wasn't upset at the issue at hand. <laughs> you know, I mean, it sounds like a normal yeah. everyday conversation. And my response to this person in my lucid dream or whatever it was, like, was maybe I'm just making room for your emotions. Mm. And that immediately, wow. like, boom, that's what I'm here to do. Like, that's my mantra. Wow. Like, that's the bass drop right there. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's... <laughs> Wow. Do that in the mic. Boom. Do that closer to the mic. Boom. <laughs> you guys ever play Gears of War? There's a, yes. There's no. these huge, uh, I don't know what they're called, but big yeah. monster guys, and they've got these oh, rockets. I hate third person, though. So annoying. That's <coughs> I actually, story. I love the game. But there's these, they, they carry rockets, and when they come in, you hear them, and that's what they say. And so I would always, boom. Boom. <laughs> Just like that. Welcome to the life kitchen. Um... <laughs> Well, where were we? Saturday <laughs> more. He's like, no, but uh, honestly. Seth, okay, yeah, my mantra, right? Yeah, there you go. Um, maybe I'm just making room for your emotions. Mm-hmm. So if you think about any inter- any human interaction, um, there's like an energy field between you. Um, not to get like too woo woo, but there is like you're both trying. If if you're in a disagreement, you're both trying to win and push back on the other person. Yeah. Um, but. But only we can only like truly understand another person when we let them fully come out in their in their totality mm-hmm. to fully absorb and understand where they're coming from. Yeah. Um, and is that really possible? Is it possible to to fully open yourself to that degree? Uh, I mean, you mean I I can never understand the the depths of a human. But I feel like, um, so, I mean, we do not want to get into the Enneagram because that's, that's another podcast, but it'd be so <laughs> provocative, man. But well, the Enneagram for me, like because about, it, yeah, because it yeah. talks about the thing behind the thing, behind the thing, behind the thing, mm-hmm. it's the why, um, why you do what you do rather than just what you do. Yeah. Um, and so even if I don't know someone's particular personality, like what they identify most with, what their dominant dominant number is, um, I immediately have like a ton more compassion for them because yeah. I know what they're saying and what they're doing is based on a wound. Yeah. It's based out of hurt. So this, go ahead. Yeah. Well, for those of you who don't know what the hell we are talking about right now, <laughs> yeah. um, Let's bring the listener back up to speed. So Seth uh, introduced me to this thing called the Enneagram, and I still don't fully understand it. I'm I've researched it a little bit, and I've I've tried not to take any online tests. So that should make you happy. Snaps for you, sir. Yeah. Well done. Um, I, and when I say I've tried, I mean that I did take one, <laughs> but I haven't taken more than I haven't taken more than one. Okay. Um, but the Enneagram basically. It's not a personality quiz. You know, it's not, you know, are you chocolate or strawberry flavored? <laughs> it's like, here's who you are at the core and here's how you interact with other people. Other, you can explain it better than I can. <laughs> I was going to say. Go ahead and take Seth it described me as a seven and I'm like, you know what? I don't like being labeled as anything. He's like, that's exactly that's what a exa- seven would say. That's yeah. what you expect a seven. Yeah. <laughs> well, so it's not. Okay. All right. Uh, 
shortened version. Here yep, we go. Give us the shorty. I got to file through all my files. Um, so your Enneagram number is based on the wounds of your childhood. And um, when life was too much, you responded um, with this thing um, that in order to deal with the, the muchness of life. Um, and that's not a bad thing. I mean, we all do stupid stuff when we're kids that if we carried over into adulthood, it, it would not work. Mm-hmm. Um, but it worked as a kid and you, and you needed that as a survival instinct. Um, but now that we're adults, basically, um, like for me, I have the need to feel special. Um, and that need is, I desire to be known and to be understood and um, the Enneagram, my Enneagram number is saying basically, um, I'm, I overcompensate for the thing that I perceive I lack. Yeah. Um, when I try to make people see how special and unique I am and how amazing I am, when I really just need to realize that I actually am already special and unique and, and amazing in different ways. Um, he is pretty special, isn't he? <laughs> What's your number, Seth? He's really special. Uh, four. You're a four. Yes. So that is a very... We do not want to get Seth, into Enneagram. Seth hates to tell people what his number is, I think. <laughs> because there's so much more that I have to explain. It, it says fours are lame. The more I learn about the Enneagram, the more I realize I don't know anything about the Enneagram. So I don't want to... To be fair, you've even Ruin gone it. to conferences yes, yes. regarding Enneagram-type related materials. It's wonderful and You're an awesome person. That's all I know. Yeah, honestly, so. I mean, if... Back to the thing, um, the Enneagram has been a massive, huge um, tool to help point me in the right direction as far as what my passion is, how do I get there... What are my weaknesses? Pointing out the the subconscious things that I react to instead of respond to. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has been the hugest tool to becoming who I am now and in like the consciousness that I have and the passion that I have and why I do what I do. All of that. I could, Enneagram has, has done a lot of that for me. Yeah. Because a lot of that journey is trying to sort out who you are. Mm-hmm. And, and when someone has already kind of given you the language remotely, yeah. what you are, what you're not, what you try to be, then it just like clears the clouds. It's really, it's really awesome. Isn't it interesting um, just how much we carry around with us? Like when we're assigned certain emotions, even when, when our parents have, like I talked a little bit about in the next, in the, in the first podcast about Mm -hmm. um, how my dad was negative most of the time. Mm -hmm. And I was taught negativity based on the way he acted. And it was almost like I was assigned that like he, he didn't purposefully tell me, you know, bad negative things. Even it's just kind of the way he was about his life. So Mm -hmm. I accepted it. Um, that's really interesting to me to think about how I came from that to realizing that I can control my destiny with understanding who I am and giving myself time to mm-hmm. you know come to awareness. Um, so can you talk a little bit about how that relates? 
like once you find out who you are, mm-hmm. the Enneagram sort of helped you in that journey to find out, okay, this is where my base set of mm-hmm. whatever, not skills, but what it what's what would it be? Emotions, reactions to things. Yeah. So yeah, it's addressing they say when you finally find the type you're dominant in, you feel like shit. Because yeah. it's naming all the demons that you're not you don't want other people to see. Okay. Yeah. Um and it's naming the things that you're try- constantly trying to hide from yourself. Mm. Um, so that's, that's, that's rather annoying at first. Um, and that's the beautiful thing about the Enneagram is it doesn't, um, it's not, it doesn't change you. It just gives you, it just puts everything in front of your face. Yeah. And you get so sick and tired of it. You just get so sick and tired of the game that you play with yourself. Um, and it like just forces you to change in mm. some respects. Um, but the, I guess first, I'll answer the question with a story. Um, so I was on this uh, retreat with a bunch of people, um, kind of higher level people that super accomplished, super driven, connected people. And I was feeling exceptionally out of place um, and nothing to offer. And they were talking about their, their day rates or their hourly rates that I'm just like, wow, I don't make that in a week. Mm. Um, and the wrong job. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, I don't, I don't write for the Atlantic. So, Mm -hmm. um, but there's this, there was just this overwhelming intensity of emotion inside and I was like I was teary and I I just wanted to go play music and didn't want to talk to anybody and just a ton of emotions happening um and um we were we were having dinner and uh in the middle of one of the courses uh one of my my friends uh who is like miles above me in Enneagram knowledge whether by fate or by sense, uh, he came over and was like, hey, what you thinking about? I'm like, well, uh, I'm like, I'm really emotional and, and I, don't, I don't know why. He's like, well, do you, like, do you think it's because you feel a bit inadequate with these people? I'm like, yeah, you nailed it. Mm. Um, and he's like, so this is, this is the point. This is your ego. This is your fourness. The four, the four will stir up emotions to find their sense of self again, um, because they feel that's fours don't have emotions. We are emotions. Like we identify so intensely with our emotions that yeah. that it is us, and so we try to find ourselves by making more of us. Um, and he's like, "This is right now. You're seeing your ego." Uh, pop up and and you this is the moment this is the power of the Enneagram where you choose to go against and you choose to be like I I acknowledge your feeling I, I acknowledge my feelings mm-hmm. and you are it's like you're talking to your child self it's like your feelings are valid and I love you and you're awesome um, but these aren't helpful right now and, and we can deal with these later. But right now, 
we just uh, let's let's talk with these lovely people. Yeah. Um, and and like yeah, I was getting teary eyed and all that other stuff. Everyone else was getting their next course or whatever, and I ended up just going to the bathroom. And I hadn't been to this particular bathroom, um, and. Uh, I was washing my hands and I noticed like a massive mirror behind me turned around and maybe it's cause we were on like the fifth course and we had wine with every course and, but <laughs> maybe it was the wine, but I think the wine honestly helped. Um, but I turned around and like, it's this weird, weird feeling of like looking at this person in the mirror that wasn't me. And the child inside of me was like, is that me? And this, I kind of get emotional thinking about it, but the, I just stood there and I stared at the mirror for like the longest time, like looking at this man. And it's weird for you, for me to even say that. Cause I don't always feel like a man. Yeah. Um, I still feel like a boy in a lot of ways. And I just, I made myself, <laughs> as, as weird as it sounds, and as uncomfortable as it was, was for me, like, to address my deepest need. I'm like, and I, I told the, the, the man in the mirror, you are special, you are, you are smart, you are, you are this, you are that, you are that. And it wasn't just, like, positive self-talk, which mm-hmm. works, works for some people, but it was like, I... It was me saying to me, I see you at your deepest level and you are okay. Yeah. Um, and then I reached out and like I touched the mirror and it was like hand touching hand. And it was like the most trippy, amazing moment of clarity and peace and just coming together. Um, and I walked out and I continued having a wonderful conversation with the people. And mm-hmm. that was just a huge turning point experience and that was only like last year um and like stuff has been happening since then and it's pretty awesome thank you seth (laughs) (laughs) fours must be good at like explaining things because we're pretty good at identifying emotions yeah yeah well um yeah and but i think yet caught in a dead-end job but but I think there's a, there's nuance there in that just because you're punching in, punching out, you're going to a warehouse. Maybe that's not your thing. But maybe your kids are your thing. Maybe, yeah. maybe just, I, I don't know, like serving at a soup kitchen. I mean, whatever. I mean, maybe it's maybe it's video games. I don't know. Like whatever your thing is, if you're passionate about it, like do it. But also realize that you're just because you're passionate about something does not mean that you exclusively do that. Yeah, sure. I mean, I teach guitar lessons. That's not necessarily something that I really enjoy doing. But like finding like that my my going back to my mantra thing, making making room for your, for people's emotions, mm-hmm. creating spaces for whoever wants to enter in. They're allowed to be ever they need to be and I can handle all of it yeah. like it's okay I 
I have, as a four, I have that, fours have that ability to just sit in their shit. And it's like, yeah, no problem. Yeah. I'm, I'm not affected. I knew there was a smell that I recognized. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> but, but so with, with guitar lessons, the act itself of teaching music, I, I really loathe. And it's socially exhausting for mm-hmm. me because I have to be upbeat and positive and yeah. super fun. And that's not me. I was um, I was never more suicidal than when I was giving guitar <laughs> lessons. I'm yeah. not kidding. When you to know five year old kids, when you kids, know stuff, yeah, like, and you've had years of experience, and yeah. like a kid's like, wait, like what's it? Wait, what is this? What's like, that what, G chord? what am I supposed to tune this string to? Oh no. God! Wait, what? Is, what do you mean by flat? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how many strings um, does it have? You, yeah, and, and you, you want to care, but, but finding yeah. finding the thing, the energy of why you're doing what you're doing. And applying that to your everyday experience. So all the things I do, I found that common ener- energy and how I can invest in that. So with guitar lessons, sometimes we spend f- like 15 to 20 minutes of the half hour lesson. I just let them air their shit or just let them talk. Some kids, they just need to talk about their experiences that their parents aren't willing to listen to. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, with... I mean, with a lot of different things, but like I try to find what's that one thing, uh, how can I apply my mantra to this situation in order for it to be fulfilling to me? Yeah. So I think instead of saying my passion is to do this, I think the thing that is more helpful is to find the why. Again, coming back to the Enneagram of sorts, why do I enjoy doing this? Like what is the thing underneath that? Because then you can apply that to any and almost every situation, and that will give you more fulfillment and drive. Right, that's awesome. It's a, it's a, it's interesting to to hear about how different people come to find their thing. If I were to live in a profession where I wasn't really doing what I wanted to do, I would be miserable, and I have been miserable in the past. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm at where I'm at now. It's where I'm at this stage of my life. So I just, I think I really want to speak to people that are in that stage too. Mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm. feel like that's what you've done, man. You've really given a lot of really good pointers. Just, uh, it, I think the, the overall arching statement of what you just said is find yourself and that's how you find purpose. Would that yeah. be correct? I, yeah. I mean, I hate using cliche language of, Find yourself because that yeah. sounds so like hard, and like at least for me, it's, it's like I don't know who myself is, mm-hmm. so how am I supposed to find it? Like, I so want to be myself, but I don't know how to do it or where it is or what it looks like. Or yeah. if I find it, is that really the thing? I is that really it, or and, is it something different? Yeah, and everybody has a different opinion of like how you're gonna find yourself. Like, mm-hmm. you need to do this and this and this. Mm-hmm. And yourself and somebody else says so I guess yeah to I guess to, to sum up maybe not find yourself but more be be aware of in everything that you do if you find enjoyment in something what what is that enjoyment like write it down and then and then think or think about other things that you do in your life that you you actually do enjoy and then try to just distill it down and bring it down to a 
a point of this one thing. Mm-hmm. So find, find your why. Why you do what you do. What's and something practical that, that people can... Like you, you said, write it down. I think that's a really mm-hmm. good point. Like everything that you that you wake up and say, holy cow, I really like doing this. Mm-hmm. Like write that thing down. Mm-hmm. What else? What's something else they can do? Um, so I guess personally how, how I did it, this is still kind of the writing it down thing, but uh, I felt like I was just so scattered. Like I, I love health and wellness. I love Wim Hof. I love... Uh, traveling, I love film and photography and music and art and blah, 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 coffee, wine, good food. I'm like, I have to choose one of these. How am I supposed to choose between all these passions and all these lovely things that still give me that same energy and that same feeling and that same uh, passion? And so I just, I just started writing them all down and like, okay, what about that thing do I like? And what about that thing do I like? And then quickly, just, it was there. It was like, I am here to create spaces and experiences to help people move forward. Yeah. Um, and it that, that may seem like, doesn't always have to sound noble or like. Sure, yeah. Like, like but that's that's what it came down to for me. Yeah. And that was like. Honestly, just a five-minute process. Sometimes it is simple. Yeah. Yeah, It it is simply just what am I good at and what do I like to do? Mm -hmm. But I like how you said that you distill it down. That that creates a very good just mental picture in my head. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All of the other things have to boil away, you know. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and, you know, you've you've just been, like you said, you love to be in, like, in the midst of everything and mm-hmm. for me personally like i've it's just been awesome to just i can just tell you anything like spill the beans completely like hey seth like dude this is exactly how i'm feeling mm-hmm. and you're just like yeah man how can i help you and like i've never really had that with anybody else so mm. that's really awesome thanks man yeah i love it i really haven't you guys can't see this right now, but Sam and Seth are embracing each other. And <laughs> we're not. We're not. Sam is gently stroking uh, Seth's beard. Uh, I, it's not his beard, man. Also, it's fours are very touch averse. <laughs> You're yeah. around the wrong guy. <laughs> no, it's, it's cheesy, but like, yeah, no, I, I, you, you are really easy. To, like, whenever I, I tell you something, like, hey, man, I'm feeling like this. Like, really, what do you really mean by that? It's it's good because yeah. there's always something more that we always tend to hide from the average person yeah. for obvious reasons. But well, yeah. we hide it from ourselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, I we hide from ourselves better than we hide from other people. Mm-hmm. Um, Stop it. Seth sees you <laughs> as who you are more than you see yourself because you see all of your faults mm-hmm. and everything that you know is filtered through your brain. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't it, like it this. Take, this makes me feel uncomfortable. Well, <laughs> it takes a it takes an external perspective to really get a good idea of who you are. Um, that's another thing too that is some helpful advice. Like, if you're looking for yourself and if you're looking to find who you are, um, you need to be surrounding yourself with other people who are doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, totally. The search yes. for self 
uh, goes much deeper than just, you know, a society or, or just a circle of friends. You need people who are willing to dive into that shit with you. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah. I mean, because it is, man. It's it's a big pile of nasty, stinky shit sometimes. Yeah. Um, as, in the worst and best possible way. Mm-hmm. I mean, and as much as this sounds really terrible, but and it, it's just un- the unfortunate truth of, like, there's certain people that, like, I just, I don't hang out with, not because I don't think that they're valuable or they have, um, they're not good people. They just, I only have so much time in a day. I only have so much social energy to devote. And I have to choose people that I can, that I'm not pulling along, Mm -hmm. um, but I can we can build on top of each other. And like, I say this thing, I mean this like musically, I mean with all of us really, but like when we were creating the album, like Sam and I were like, I would say something. It's like, Oh yeah, but what about this? And then just constantly moving up the, up the ladder because, and like making this like cool little idea into this like massive sexy synth solo. (laughs) And, uh, it's just like, pretty sexy. Whoa. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like finding people that you can build off of and not just not just hang out with and, yeah. and be plat- platonic, I guess that's the word. I don't know. Seth's got to get up really early in the morning at like what nine o'clock or something like that. <laughs> um, I need my sleep. <laughs> yeah, number four says that all the time. Yes. Right. Gosh. I know how that goes. Um, <sighs> is there anything else that you want to talk about or or clarify or anything I mean, like that? Uh, I want to ask you a question. Okay. So what is the difference between like Enneagram and like your, um, <clears throat> like, uh, you know, Capricorn or Cancer or whatever? What is it called? Got Tell it. Out. Oh. The, the, uh, you guys know. What, what, <laughs> yeah, the thing. I don't, I can't. Horoscope. That's there the you word. go. That's it. That's it. Like, what's the Crap. difference? Is there a difference? <laughs> what's the name of that now? I can't remember what the. <laughs> Anyways, Zodiac. Zodiac, yeah. win. <laughs> so, like, if, if if somebody's saying, like, oh, yeah, like, oh, Enneagram's cool. Yeah, that's basically like a Zodiac. Like, what okay. would you say? Yeah, yeah. Because um, I was honestly thinking that, like, mm-hmm. when you were describing it. And I know I know kind of the difference, but. So, I'm not I'm not familiar with Zodiac. Um, but I, I, there the Enneagram is a very, very ancient, ancient um, way of thinking. And the Enneagram really, it's not just, there's the Enneagram of personality, and there's the Enneagram of this, and the Enneagram of that. It's, um, it's, it's kind of a pervasive theory of the universe in a lot of ways. Um, and uh, I guess it doesn't reduce you to just merely traits or, or things you do or do not do. Um, again, it gets, it gets to your why, it gets to your energy of, of why you do what you do. Um, I've heard it said, uh, the Enneagram doesn't put you in a box. It tells you the box you're already in and how to get out of it. Wow. Um, and that is coming back to your true self to your to your essence is what they call it 
um, taking you out of your trance where you're just reacting and you, mm. you begin to respond um, based on going against your, your survival instinct as of a child. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully this won't be the last time that we have these guys on our podcast. Yeah, so. There's a billion more things to talk about, but yeah. it's what, what, we're getting to two hours maybe? I already told Seth that I would not keep him past a certain time. And it is past that time. It's well past that time. So, but that is okay. I I feel good. Yeah. Well, thank you both for being on Life Kitchen. Um, I'm just thank you. Yeah. I'm really pumped that you're here. Yeah. Thanks. It's fun. Um, how can they find your what? What do you want them to find? Your music or <laughs> <Nothing>. how do you? <laughs> Seth doesn't want you to know who he is. <laughs> That's. I am. I am a mystery. He's um, naked right now. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you standing on the table right now? <laughs> um, so probably best ways, uh, Creek, uh, Instagram, Creekmore Music, Facebook, Creekmore Music. I don't have a website yet. Um, That's all right. That's all right. You'll get but, there uh, yeah, I, I told you I hate marketing. So. Waste of money. Yeah. Um, People go to Facebook. Yeah, that's, that's the best way. Um, Creekmoremusic at gmail.com, whatever, uh, if you want to chat or... Um, I do these listening experiences with the Wim Hof breathing and it's kind of like a, for lack of a better term, like a sensory experience that helps you process through some shit and, uh, in a cool way. So it makes me sad too, cause you've had several of these mm-hmm. where you've invited me mm-hmm. and yep. I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm going to be at this yeah. one. You're and a great, then, great friend. Uh, and then I like day of, I'm like, oh, Hey bro. Um, my my daughter has like strep throat or something, man. Sorry, I can't make it. Yeah, but she doesn't really. I gotta, have strep I gotta clean my house. I gotta, uh, I gotta do it. clean my gutters, man. Uh, yeah, I'm making tacos for dinner and. Anyways. They've been amazing. Check out like <clears throat> Seth's uh, Instagram. Yeah, he's got pictures of like all the lights and all the plants. And yeah, it's fun. Anyways, it, it really is yeah. something that I I am going to do. Okay. I promise you that I want to do this. Mm-hmm. I want to be at one of these things. It's exactly what I need in my life. So but unless you want to end this, I could tell you about the next one that I think we're gonna do. You're welcome to, man. Yeah, go go for it. So the next the next listening is going to be hopefully talking with these people right now. But uh, at the Potawatomi Conservatory, um, it is it's a greenhouse, um, beautiful greenhouse, and we set up yeah. lights and fog and. A really nice sound system, and what I think we're going to do is partner with a counseling psychiatrist office, um, and do the whole listening experience, which I won't go into detail. Um, but then, whatever people are starting to process, we, we we're gonna have people get in groups and um, slowly, um, and even kind of without them knowing it. Um, work through their ego. Wow, and, dude. And peel back the layers in a fun way, but then all of a sudden you're like, shit. Wow, dude. It's going to be fun. If, I say if, I th- I fully think that you will accomplish this with great success, <laughs> but yeah, if yeah. and when you do this, like that, that could be a huge breakthrough in how, you know, brain science, emotion <laughs> science happens because... Yeah, we're always trying to find new ways to to push past ego. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how do you do it without taking a huge dose of LSD or something? <laughs> I was gonna say DMT, DMT or, or well, something. You breathe hard. I, well, breathing sucks, man. 
I was going to say, DMT is pretty quick. Breathing is hard. It is. Because you have to accept reality. Anyways, I digress. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we want to get into <laughs> These poor people have been listening to us jabber about nonsense for yeah. the past. There are those people out there that are going to be like, you know what? I need to freaking hear this tonight. <laughs> I and I hope well, that sure, you did. Yeah. <laughs> I think everybody I benefits. You feel love. Yeah. Everybody benefits in a different way. Um, one thing that I benefit from is just people being real and... I know that's even cliche to say, especially for us coming from kind of kind of the church church back mm-hmm. uh, background. We always said that we were the realest church. You know, we were man, we're real with, <laughs> we're real with each other, and real talk. but we're not. You know, yeah. so that's what I want to accomplish with this, and uh, you guys are helping me do that. So Sweet. thank you, yeah, Sam. Thank you. How can they reach you? Do you want know. anybody to reach you? Uh, Sam's a crazy, friends. insanely talented guy. Oh, like, mm-hmm. you really Thank are. You. Thank you. You know you are. Uh, I mean, you have an Instagram. Uh, right? Yeah, Instagram. <laughs> you have an Instagram. S J Brown Music, like S J the letter, and then Brown Music. Yeah, Samuel J Brown. Facebook and all that stuff. Cool. Yeah, it's I not don't really often post stuff, but go ahead. No, I'm just gonna say it's not often that I. Um, say that someone is better than me at music kind of stuff. And <laughs> I'm sitting here with two guys that are. Uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, we inspire each other. That's I, for sure. Yeah. We're the, yeah. I'm really good at the humble brag. <laughs> I'm, I'm the best musician I know, except for these two guys. Here. These are they're really good. Uh, All right. So uh, thank you guys so much for listening again to Life Kitchen. Um, we hope that you uh, heard something today that's going to help you become a better you and become more self-aware. Um, be sure to check out the Enneagram. Do some research on that. Don't go take a stinking online personality quiz. It will drive you crazy for one thing. Uh, how deep this thing is, um, it really helps you just become self-aware and know how you respond to certain things. So uh, do your research, check it out when you can. I'd love to hear from you guys. If you have any questions or comments about our podcast, you can get in touch with me at yourlifekitchen at gmail.com. This is Jason Lowe, and I really appreciate you guys listening today. We'll catch you next time on Life Kitchen, recipes for a better life. <laughs>